Everything is dark and cold. I'm spinning in a void. I try to breathe, but there's no air. My limbs are growing colder by the moment. I can't move my arms or legs anymore. I'm... losing myself. Is this how I go? Is this it? Dracula betrayed me. How could I trust him? No. I didn't. I trusted the oath. I should have known better. Even other vampires are disposable. He... I... I'll kill him. I'll... It's getting harder to think. I've lost everything. Nathan... Oh, gods. I never... Never told you... Everything you meant to me. Everything you brought to my life, I'm... I'm sorry. Nathan. <sighs> Warmth washes over me. I can feel my arms and legs again. I can move. I can think I'm me again. What? What was... Where... The landscape is gray. Everything is dead. Not far from where I stand is a dark fog bank that stretches out as far as I can see. Where the hell am I? Ah! There you are, Miss Price. <sighs> what the... Behind me, there's a tall man dressed like a vaudeville ringmaster. He was shuffling a deck of cards from one hand to the other. Tell me, do you like card games? Welcome, pale man. I've been looking forward to this meeting for such a long time. So, it came down to this. A room full of my enemies. Dozens of them. All those faces with only one thing in common. They would relish to see me dead. And him, still wearing that face. Croatoan? Like what I've done with the place. It's a bit on the gaudy side, but it's you. What else could I expect? I admit that the Iron Dead have a rather distinctive aesthetic sensibility, but I find it quite appealing. Of course you would. You practically invented it. Still bitter about Rome, then? Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> so that's him? The guy that caused Rome to... well, you know. Charming fellow, isn't he? I've gotta say, he looks like he's barely holding it together. I've done the best I can, considering. Considering what? Considering he is an extra-dimensional being whose vast majority has been locked out of this universe for the better part of the last 2,000 or so years. What you see here is barely a fraction of his entirety. A finger, at best. No, better yet, an echo. I'm surprised he's managed to hold out this long. Your tether to this reality should have rotted away with that body of yours a long time ago. I've been resourceful. I bet you have. This is getting... Painfully explicative. My apologies, dear Logan. Oh, can we move on to the gutting part? 
I've been desperate to see the Pale Man chopped into tiny little bits for far too long. We all have. All in good time, my dear friends. Speaking of which, this is quite the reception you gathered here, old Crotey. So many familiar faces. Are you throwing me a surprise retirement party? If by retirement you mean death, then yes. Oh, please. You're such a walking cliché, Dracula, old boy. Not to mention the worst party guest. Did he ever tell you what he did during vampire-werewolf peace negotiations? How he got sickly drunk, got into a scuffle with one of the other guests, and completely ruined the festivities? Well, what do you expect when you invite dogs to a social function? I expect the guests to act in good faith. Instead, you made that night live on in infamy and precipitated another 100 years of conflict. Honestly, have you no shame? Talbot had it coming. You were spoiling for a fight. All part of your master plan to kill all the Alphas while they were gathered in the same room. And it would have worked had it not been for you, pale man. And I would have gotten away with it as well if it had not been for you meddling kids and your dog. Gods, you're pitiful, you old bat. We haven't got time for this. He's trying to bait you, old Count. He's only trying to get a rise out of you. Oh, so close. If only you had given me one more barb. No. No more barbs. No more games. This ends today. Take the girl. Max, look out. What? No! Byron! Let her go. She is not involved in this. She is now. Cut off her head. No, I'll... I'll do as you say. Just don't harm her. No more games, I swear. (laughs) Always the girl. It's always the girl. You really think you're so clever, pale man. But you're so painfully, annoyingly predictable. It's almost too easy. What the hell do you want, Croatone? You have me. You want me to kneel before you and beg for her life, is that it? Oh, please. I'd never debase you by making you kneel before me. No. I want you to sit in a chair. A what? Oh my god! Is that... Is that what I think it is? The hand of God. Welcome to the end of the world, Bellman. I'm the one who just fished you out of oblivion. And just in time, I might add. Had I come any later, your ego would have completely disintegrated, and you would have been dissolved into infinity. And then you would have been gone for good. Not even I would have been able to get to you. Thanks, I guess. But who are you? Oh, I get so very tired of that question. Pick a card. I'm not interested in any... Pick a card. Uh, okay. Good. Now don't let me see it. Your card is... The King of Diamonds! Uh, no... No, it's the Two of Hearts. What? 
Are you sure about that? Whoa! How did you do that? <laughs> Magic, of course. Never was much good at card tricks anyway. And even worse at making mistakes. Redesigning the cosmos, however. Well, I hate to brag. Who are you? Oh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And to be honest, I don't have the time to explain it to you. What's important is that you have to go back so you can help him. Help him? Help who? Why, Byron, of course. He's made a bad mistake. One that, quite frankly, I'm going to need some help fixing. It was horrifying to behold. A giant machine made of flesh and mechanical parts grafted together, occupying a chamber much larger than any room in the castle. By my estimation, this was likely the heart of the Iron Dead Citadel. It moved and throbbed as if it were alive, glowing with a strange green hue. At the heart of it was a throne-like seat, and above it was the Hand of God. That accursed artifact of infinite and untold power. How? Not without great difficulty, I can assure you. You can thank Dracula for that. And your dear friend, Hadley. God rest her soul. What are you up to, Croatoan? What is this monstrosity? This? This is a glorified bridge, dear Baron. At the designated moment, this will reopen the rift you and your family sealed trapping me in. The one where the rest of me is already trapped. Why would all these villains help you do that? Last time you came through, you were set to devour the whole world. Because I'm not sticking around, old friend. I intend to leave once I'm whole. Move on to another world. Another plane. I've grown tired of your little rock, full of squabbling rodents and vermin. They can have it all for I care. Unfortunately, it requires the energy of one of the beings who originally opened it to power it and tether it. A sort of a pinging address, you could say. Hence why we needed you. But it doesn't hurt to say they hate you almost without measure. The emotional satisfaction was just the cherry on the top. So that's it? You just want to leave? Mm-hmm. What's the catch? No catch. You sit down. I become whole. I open whole to another world. I leave. You die. They get to do whatever they want with the world. Simple. Nothing's ever that simple. Maybe. Maybe not. But how's this for simple? Either you sit, or you will get to see your girl here die. Slowly. I learned a lot of tricks from your favourite species these last few years. How do I know you won't kill her anyway? Would you believe me if I said you have my word? Nah. Of course not. But it is your only choice. You could kill me, but... You'd still have a room full of your most hated enemies and an army of undead to fight your way through before you would even be remotely safe. You might live. But are you sure she will? Face it, Byron. We've outmaneuvered you. All right. Good. Have a seat. Slowly, I walked to the throne. Without taking my eyes off Croatoan, I sat down. I knew it was a bad move, but... What choice did I have? I couldn't let Max die for me. 
A moment later, a series of locks and restraints grabbed my arms and legs. I was held up. Nice. Full body restraints. How thoughtful of you. Will whips be employed soon? My safe word is master. You didn't think I was just going to trust that you'd simply sit tight, did you? Would you believe me if I said you had my word? No, of course not. Now let Max go. But of course, I'm like you. I am a man of my word. Byron? Max, it's all right. Are you okay? Gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm quite fine. With a smile, Max reached out and pulled a fleshy lever on the machine. Several metal tubes sprang from the machine guts and plunged into my body. Never better, actually. A mistake? What do you mean Byron's made a mistake? Yep. I found he has made a rather annoying habit of it. Oh, most of the time it's not really a problem. Not really. But lately... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Mistakes have been made, and we've been on damage control for a little while now. Things need fixing, and unfortunately, it usually falls on me to do that. So here's me fixing them. Look, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you've got a point to make. Please get to it. Ah, right. Sorry, I do tend to get carried away at times. Look, the long and the short of it is this. Byron got tricked into doing something that will destroy the universe, and we can't have that again. That's why I had to come and fish you out, and now I'm going to send you back. So you can help Captain Tall, Pale, and Moody stop Krakatoa. Or whatever his name is. I can't even keep track of all the baddies anymore. You want me to save the whole universe? Right. Sure. No pressure or anything. Hey, I'm just working with what I've got. And to be fair, you kind of escalated the situation when you went and helped Dracula get a hold of the hand. In many ways, you're as much to blame for this as Mr. Bruder Extraordinaire. Oh good, now guilt. Anything else you want to put on me? Oh, wine, wine, Miss Price. You two are cut from the same cloth. So much attitude and endless complaining. I frankly get bored of it sometimes. Just do your damn job so the rest of us can get back to doing ours. Again? Who the hell are you? Ah, it doesn't matter. You won't remember most of this conversation when you go back. What you do will seem like a vague dream at best. What do you mean, I won't remember this? Your brain can't retain memories of being here. It has to do with beings from lower planes interacting with higher dimensions and perceptual limits and information getting lost in translation and processing bandwidth and... uh, Look, it 
it's all really complicated, okay? Suffice it to say, all you'll remember is that you need to help Byron. Any other motivation will likely be crowded out by the singular urgency of this. What about Dracula? I've got some business to take care of with him. He'll be around. But we need you to focus on Byron. Your whole vendetta with the Count can wait for another time. I mean, you're a vampire. He's a vampire. All you've got is time. Oh, provided there's a universe for you to inhabit. <laughs> you can play this out for centuries if you want. Make a game of it. Keep points and all that. But right now... Only one thing matters. Save Byron and find the hand. I can't emphasize it enough. Do we understand each other? Okay, sure. Whatever you say. So, how do I get back then? <laughs> oh, that's really quite simple. Say the magic word. Which one? Oh, you know the one... What, Abacadabra? <laughs> Go on. Admit it. It was kind of funny. <laughs> I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I could no longer scream, could hardly even think the pain was so intense. Through the tubes, a dark green fluid was being pumped into me. And all the while, Max smiled. Smiled a smile I had never seen before on her face. Max! <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, Byron, you never did figure it out, did you? You poor little man. You never even considered it. All this time, all those little misadventures you kept taking me along for. Fighting the good fight against the forces of darkness. And it never even crossed your mind. <laughs> there were so many times I just wanted to punch that smug little grin off your face. What did you think I was? Some damsel in distress for you to save? Please, your private sounding board to make yourself sound all smart and clever. Your vanity was infuriating. More than infuriating, it was patronizing. And all the while, I was just setting you up. For this moment. And the worst part is, it wasn't even hard. <laughs> I told you, Byron. It's always the girl with you. Byron, that's your problem. I want you to remember that before you die, you walk right into it. And all it took was a pretty girl saying, Help! I can't help myself! You arrogant imbecile! <laughs> You've done marvelously, my dear. Far better than I could have hoped for. Thank you, Father. Now then, if you're quite done patting yourselves on the back, perhaps we can get on with this. I agree! 
We've all waited a long time to see this pale fool die. Hmm, it seems your guests are getting a little restless, Father. Perhaps it is time for Phase 2. Phase 2? What is Phase 2? What is she talking about? What are you doing, Croatoan? Calm down, my friends. It's all part of the plan. Daughter, if you would be so kind. Yes, Father. Max reached up and pulled a second lever. Metal tubes shot out of the roof and plunged into the chest of everyone in the roof. Santa, Leviathan, Mr. Logan, Dracula. Everyone who was present suddenly found themselves as I was now. Frozen and unable to move. I do apologise for not being entirely honest with you. I know you're all here with the promise of seeing Byron pay for all he's done to us. Rest assured he shall. But you see, to open the rift my machine needs power. A lot of power. More than the hand of God can provide. And more than a single man can. Even one as powerful as the pale man. But with a room full of immortals, well, that becomes a different matter altogether. At long last, I shall feed upon this reality and nothing will be able to stop me. Daughter, throw the final switch. The machine began powering up. I felt it as it fed upon my life force, pulling away the essence of my being. Part of the roof pulled back to reveal dark skies overhead. Suddenly a beam of dark energy shot out of the machine into the skies. A tear in the sky opened and fire began to rain down. I imagined my beloved Portland being set ablaze in the pandemonium that would ensue as all the dead began to awaken to attack and devour the innocent. And there was nothing I could do. Sorry, boys, but this apocalypse has been officially cancelled. Get her! When this is over, you and I are going to have a long talk, Byron. But first, I'm burning this Lovecraftian eyesore to the ground. Hadley was fighting the Iron Dead single-handedly, but it was a losing fight. In a moment of inspiration, she jumped over the throne where I was pinned down and ripped out the hand of God. Let's see if I can figure out how to use this. And that's the way? Look at the crumbles. You will pay for this. Really? That's the best you've got? A cliche? It's over, Groton. Don't think you've won. I've got the hand. Your machine's destroyed. The rift is already closing again. Looks pretty one to me, Caesar. Ooh, guess again, Blondie. Hadley uh, uh! screamed as she was impaled with a metal pipe. In the confusion, she had dropped the hand. <laughs> you bitch! You ruined my new jacket! And you don't look nearly as good in leather as you think you do. <laughs> it's my hand now. Excellent work, Dora. Shut up, father. Oh, it gets so sick of being played for a pawn by everybody. You can't do this. 
Not after everything I've done. No, 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 I've got the hand, so try me. Deal. Bye, Rin. I said deal. Smart move, pale boy. Hadley, can I see that knife of yours? This one? Okay. Oh, uh, what do you... Ah! Oh, again? Jeez! What was that about? Because Croatoan was right. With me, it's always about the girl. That's my problem. Byron! Byron, what are you doing? No! Don't do this! Please! No! Not anymore. Besides, we couldn't let her get away with the hand. Very cold. Hey, where did your whole rogue gallery go? Probably scampered back to whatever hole they crawled out of. Damn it, that Dracula... Later. But that rat, he... That's his game. He should have known better. Fine, then. I'll just have to track him down and feed him his own liver. Vampire laws be damned. That's the spirit. It's good to see you all right, Hadley. You too, Byron. How did you know where to find me? I... I actually don't know. You don't know? Long story. I'll tell you on the way home. Best you tell me while we collect these two. What, Caesar and the psycho bitch? Why? I have a feeling these two are not the type of beings who stay dead for very long. So I'm thinking it's probably best to put them somewhere safe in the meantime. I assume you have some place in mind. Indeed I do. Where do you want her? Next to her father will be fine. Hey, no need to be so rough with her. Byron, she's already dead. I could bounce her off a wall for hours and I don't think she'd mind. Plus, she ruined my jacket. She did stab me in the back. You had it coming. Oi. You know it's true. Had you been paying attention, you would have known there was something way off with her. Fine, you're right. Happy now? Watch it, goth boy. I saved your ass. Fair point. Thank you for that, by the way. You're very welcome. Hands and feet clear? Clear. Closing glass door. Activating cement filling. Hardcore. Are you sure this place will be strong enough to hold them if they ever wait? We're in a prison, deep inside a mountain, designed by the Watch to hold a being so powerful they feared it was an existential threat to creation. That cement is a substance a million times stronger than diamond. I think it will last for at least a little while. And the Watch is just going to let you use this place for your own purposes? The Watch is in hiding. Proto and made them believe the Second Coming was about to happen. They won't even know I've been here for at least a few months. I plan to be long gone before they find the world is still safe. I imagine they'll be quite pissed with you. Oh, livid, I'm sure. Still, the place has been around for ages. Might as well put it to some good use. Yep, I suppose it's as good a place as any. No way in, no way out. Hope they like their new living quarters. Pity about the decor. I've seen worse. 
who was this being that the watch was so scared of? Patrick, I'm insulted you'd even ask. So, what are you going to do now? Go home. Finish things up while I still have time. Speaking of which, I didn't want to say anything, but... I don't look very well, do I? No. Looks like age finally caught up with you. Yes. I don't have a lot of time left, I think. You're dying. Byron, I'm so sorry. Everyone dies, Hadley. Even vampires. Even gods. We may cheat death for thousands of years, maybe even millions. But sooner or later, death will come for us all in the end. (laughs) Speak for yourself. I plan to live forever. I hope you do. That's why you should keep this. The hand? You want me to have it? It's too powerful a weapon to be left on its own. You're the only one I trust to keep it safe. I'll take care of it. I can think of a couple places of where to keep this eyesore where no one can get to it. So, I guess this is it. I guess so. Under the road. Maybe. I don't believe in absolutes. That's actually a lot sadder than I would have thought. I know. Goodbye, Byron. Take care of yourself, Hadley. Send my regards to the boy. Boy? You mean Nathan? Yes. That's the one. (laughs) I will. So that was the end of that. I came back home to Portland, to my tower, to spend the few days that I had in the City of Roses, the last home I would ever know, perhaps the only one. With the last vestiges of Vastator swallowed by the Croatoan machine, I could no longer stay the hand of death. I could feel myself fading. One last adventure. That's what I had wanted. One last chance to make a difference, to save someone, to help the world. Maybe even make things better. And here I was. It all felt strangely hollow in the end. Maybe I had done all I could already. I was okay with that. Maybe I was ready. I gave the watch my various journals, my chronicles, if you would. Maybe as an act of contrition. Maybe as an olive branch. Maybe as a final act of protest. I don't know. I couldn't say. But as death settled into me and I slowly started to feel the doors of life closing behind, I felt no fear, no sadness. Just an odd sense of peace. I was finished. I was done. At long last, I would be at rest. (gasps) What? No. What is this? Where am I? What is this place? Wow. That took enough. I'm starting to get sick of waiting. You. Me. Where's death? Not here. Death had other business to attend to. And I felt it was high time you and I had a little chat. Who are you? Who am I? That is such a 
huge existential question, isn't it? Who am I? Well, you could say that if God is the writer of the universe, I'm the editor. He creates, I clean up, so that it all makes nice, neat sense. Which is exactly why you're here. I don't understand. No? Ooh, how's that for something? The pale man at a loss for words. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice change of pace. Stop playing games and tell me what's going on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm letting myself get lost in my own thoughts again. Here's the thing, old boy. You've been a pain in my neck for a very, very long time. You've broken the universe. And more than a few times. And we've had to go back and stitch it all up so that it wasn't falling apart again and again. You've caused ripples across time and space that I've been having to work overtime to fix. I've had to use more than a little creativity, plenty of leaps of logic, and a whole lot of suspension of disbelief to make it all work. And quite frankly, I'm sick of it. So I'm being, what, punished? Punished? Oh, how Catholic of you. This has never been about punishment. We've got way too many things to think about right now to be worried about punishing you. No. I'm neutralizing you. I had hoped that with your death and all, that would be the end of that. But apparently, the big guy likes you. A lot. And he's not too keen on seeing you end. So here we are. Can't write you out of existence, but I can make it so that you're not going about breaking reality every third day. I'm going to put you somewhere where you will never have to darken my doorstep again. I'd say consider it a mercy, but it's not about mercy either. It just is. And someday, I hope you'll understand. Maybe. If you let you. What? Driven by an often unspeakable or sinister secret, the Byronic hero is often fundamentally torn between remorse and a drive towards revenge. Continuing on the theme of the fallen angel, he often has ambivalent relationships with his own kind and bipolar relationships with his peers. He rejects his own nature as much as he is rejected <laughs> by those what around the? him. Do you have something to share with the class, Mr. Byron? 
I, I, I'm sorry, I... Uh, what? Did you fall asleep in the middle of my lecture again, Mr. Byron? What? No, I... Lecture? Yes, my lecture. Romanticism 314. Now, either get back in your seat and keep quiet, or kindly remove yourself from my lecture hall. I'll, uh... I'll go if it's all the same. Very good, Mr. Byron. Now then, as I was saying before Pasty Boy rudely interrupted me... Okay, what the hell is going on? You have been listening to The Byron Chronicles, A Year in the Life. Part 8, Christmas at the End of the World, written by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Natalie Van Sistine as Hadley Price, Karim C. Cronfleet as Croatoan, Carissa DeWitt as Max, Mark Kalita as the Vaudeville Man, Peter Joseph Lewis as Mr. Logan, Darren Millar as Lord Nicholas, Nicole Goodnight as Leviathan, Clemangus as Dracula, and John Loganbaugh as the Professor. Music by Simon Wilkinson, Kevin McLeod, and Adrian Von Ziegler. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by Daniel Quesado. This episode was produced, engineered, and directed by Eric Busby. This is Mark Brzee. You have been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright Eric Busby Presents 2017.